Welcome to the Free Parking Show with your hosts, Amos, Rich, Ryan, and Peter. Four sports journalists cover the world of sports with the utmost professionalism, or as much as they can muster after five beers. Hello, this is the Weekend Water Cooler. This is our second podcast for this uh, formatted show. I hope everyone enjoyed the last one. Uh, We're going to talk a little Walking Dead and, of course, as always, uh, some entertainment news as well as what's going on in the world of sports this weekend. Uh, You got anything going on? Not too much. Just still trying to follow up the, uh, following up with the, uh, free agency news right now. I just kind of keep my eye on, uh, any late breaking news or just, uh, names still out there that are looking for a home that can still get paid a decent amount of money. I think, uh, they'll be doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I think, uh, Sean, well, now that you talked about it, I got up this morning and saw Sean Smith to Oakland on a four-year deal, so... That's pretty good. They're they're having a solid off season, and for those that listened to the show last night, this is pre-recorded. It's it is Thursday morning, so this episode will be uploaded for your listening pleasure on Friday. Uh, we went down and ran down a lot of free agency news last night, and that was just one of the the probably you're looking at second tier the second tier day where the the price of players goes down dramatically. So I, I'm wondering because it. From what I saw, the Packers and the uh, the Patriots are not going to overpay for anyone. There's a few teams that say no. We build in the draft and we develop. It's been it's been a working potion for a lot of teams, and you know I, I respect the Packers saying we're not pay, overpaying for anyone. Uh, Bill Belichick won't do the same thing either. So you can kind of see there there both of those. There's a couple teams out there looking for value in this uh, free agency class instead of uh, people just want to get paid. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to be keeping an eye on that throughout the day <clears throat> and then throughout the weekend, too. And uh, maybe um, maybe we'll start seeing some trades and, and whatnot. So that's what I got going on this morning, kind of following up from what we talked about last night. That and trying to uh, get the coffee in your bloodstream, huh? Yeah, that's it. was pretty early here. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually still on my cup as well. Uh, the big news for me today is obviously, for those that don't know, I'm an avid golfer. I'm... My new irons are supposed to arrive in the mail at some point in time today. If they get here early enough, I'll maybe take them out to the range for a little bit. We'll see. No immediate plans on that, though. Um, but other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. Other than the fact that I did get my wife to watch The Walking Dead, finally. Which brings us to our first talking point. I, I think sh- we just started Season 3 together, but I'm uh, you know we're obviously caught up on the show completely. Uh, what did you make of Sunday night's episode? Uh, pretty intense when it started off. I mean, you pretty much knew from the ending of the last episode and how this past one began that things were going to get pretty intense. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed it, and the ending was was I was not expecting the ending that I saw because I uh, I don't watch it right at I don't watch it when it airs. I watch it after it airs on AMC the website, and I kept hearing people say how good it was and. You know, people were, were like talking about how it ended, so I kind of stayed off social media and avoid avoid Walking Dead talk. So I was really impressed with the episode. And they, and one thing I like about this season is that every episode they seem to get better, and the storyline just keeps just keeps building, and it gets it's getting really dark, which yeah. is what we're kind of expecting with Megan coming soon, hopefully. Now, where I know me and you were talking, I literally sat at the edge of my seat. When they raided that compound, it was like, okay, is he going to jump out now? Where is it? And now I started thinking, I was like, where is this guy? Where is Negan at? That's where everybody wants to know, where is Negan? And then I thought to myself, no, I did some research. It turns out it takes about a week to film an episode. That's the general census I got from the online information I was researching on how long, you know, the dramatic, the dramas, the hour-long dramas take some time, especially when you're thinking of makeup stuff and everything else. So as I'm sitting there watching this, I'm I'm thinking, you know, they probably didn't even cast Jeffrey Dean Morgan at, at this point in time. So 
I, I'm still guess my biggest guess is is the end the season finale. But we did I did write down a few uh, key talking points. I thought the plan itself was excellent. Although I still don't agree. I still think they probably should have researched this uh, the saviors a little bit more. For those who don't follow the comics, uh, let's just say that they got a little piece of a bigger pie out of this one. Uh, Johnny Depp during the plan where they cut the uh, they cut the zombie's head off. Apparently, his head was used as one of the uh, Dead Walkers' heads. I didn't even catch on to it onto it until I saw it posted online the next day. I was like, "Wait a minute!" So then I had to go back and watch it again. I was like, "Them clever sons of bitches!" <laughs> so I thought that was pretty interesting for them to use Johnny Depp's head as one of the uh, uh, Gregory's uh, zombie heads. Yeah, I I really thought it was pretty cool how they had Johnny Depp's head uh, as Walker heads. I I saw I saw something about it online. I believe the day after it aired, or two days after it aired, and uh, it was an article I think on Time dot com, and they said Johnny Depp makes a cameo on The Walking Dead, and I and I was like, oh, I don't, I didn't hear that he was in The Walking Dead, and I clicked on the article, and it said Johnny Depp used uh, used as used his face for Walker, so I said that was pretty cool. So I guess. Maybe he's a fan of The Walking Dead. And uh, that's one thing I like about the show is that there there will be things going on that you don't notice sometimes. If I'm not mistaken, uh, there's people that I think the creator of The Walking Dead uh, graphic novels has had been, he's been used as a walker, or maybe the people that helped direct and produce the show have been been walkers before. I feel like I've heard this somewhere. Um, but if it's not true, I apologize. But I feel like I've heard it somewhere, and I and I think it's really cool that this show uses uh, different people for uh, for Walker faces, or just to put in the show as walkers. I think it just goes to show you how much fun it is to be on the show. Yes, it really is. I I enjoyed en- enjoyed how they they've done this show all together. Uh, Glenn's first human kill. That was probably one of the most the most emotional scenes I've seen him do all and, um, season long. And I, oh, sorry, I accidentally had my mic muted. I was gonna say uh, the next talking point was a uh, Glenn's first human kill. That was probably one of the most emotional scenes he's done in a while. And, and the foreshadowing that goes right into that kill when they see the pictures on the wall. Uh, those are apparently Negan's kills with Lucille. So, you know, he saw the horror, and it's kind of like they're they're hinting on what's going to happen. But then again, with this show, you never know. Yeah, that was... I, I knew, I, you know, it was kind of funny when you bring up the talking point, because I, I, I watch this show a lot, and uh, <clears throat> I... For some reason, I it didn't click in my head that he never killed anybody. I know he killed plenty of walkers, but for him to do what he did, it, it, I, but I wasn't surprised that he did it. You said he saw the photo, so I think it was kind of that, that line that he realized, even though he hasn't killed anybody, his killing these people is it, justified, I guess, in his mind because of the horrible things that they do to people, and you saw in the photos just how graphic they were. Uh, and it was what made it more much more intense too was that you know Glenn hasn't really been on the show much as of late. Uh, you know we've seen him here and there with Maggie, but for him to kind of come back and do what he did in this episode was really heavy. Uh, and I think there's I think we're gonna see something dramatic happen to Glenn this season before it's over, or if not this season, at least beginning of next season because. Now that he's turned, now that he's finally killed, not just one but two people, I I think his mindset's gonna change, and uh, like I said, it was just a very 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 intense uh, the way they they had him kill these people. Like you could just see the emotion in his face, uh, and, and another and not only when he was in the bedrooms, but when he, him and uh, Jesus opened fire, and they opened the door and everyone's on the ground, and it's just it was just. And, it's just very intense, and I uh, I like it when characters um, they change over time, and to see Glenn do what he did was just it was it was kind of weird to watch because like you said he never killed anybody on the show up until this past week. Yeah, for those that don't know, uh, it's who 
Because how many people have you killed? How many walkers have you killed? Uh, there's like a series of questions asked where they invite them into the group. Uh, and apparently, you know, they don't, they, they always say preserve human life. And when you go back to the church scene, that's one thing Morgan's like, hey, maybe we should go talk to these people. You know, are, are you 100% sure we can execute this plan all together? And of course, the plan was executed beautifully, except they forgot Maggie and Carol that were hanging around outside the fence line got scooped up by some of the saviors. Which brings us to the fifth talking point here. Uh, the motorcycle caught me off guard. I did not expect that one to happen. That the, They thought they cleared the building out, and then this guy comes out on a motorcycle and... You know, Daryl's just like, wait, wait, that's my bike. And then, you know, he was like, son of a gun or whatever. Goes, knocks a guy out and whatnot. They shoot him or something. And then Daryl asks him, where did you get the bike? And then in this whole process, Michonne is thinking like smartly and says, hey, which one is Negan? So then you hear the crackle of the radio. And next thing you know, Carol and Maggie has been captured. I think you can lead that as to foreshadowing with Glenn as well because, you know, for those that don't know, Negan's going. Negan's going to kill somebody. There's been speculation. It's Daryl. It's Matt. I've heard every name on the comics. I think the only three that are probably safe is Rick and uh, Carl at this point. They're like the the key centerfolds of this uh, of this TV show. So speculation. Run, run your minds, guys. But you know, I've I'm caught. I'm reading the comics now, so I can kind of tell you what I know from what happens in the comics, but I'm not going to spoil it online, or on the air, I'm sorry, so, but it's going to be interesting when this guy shows up. Yeah, I honestly thought we were going to see him show up last night when that guy, sorry, Sunday night when the guy in the motorcycle came out, my first thought was that maybe that's Negan, but but it wasn't, and uh, Maggie and Carol are captured now, and you just said, you know, foreshadowing thing. Uh, anybody who has read the graphic novels, and Rich, you've told me this, and uh, to our listeners, if you, if you don't know this, it's it's something that's, been, I, get, I believe, floating around online. Um, Glenn doesn't make it much longer in the graphic novels, and something's starting to tell me that Glenn might not make it after this, within the next few episodes, because we have, I believe, the finale is April 3rd, so we have uh, one, we have four episodes left in the show. So that means in the next four episodes, something I believe will happen to him. Uh, the foreshadowing and the capturing, I think, I think Glenn is going to go to a place he hasn't gone before, and which is why I think it's important that we talk about him killing people for the first time on the show. He might make a mistake that cost him his life trying to save Maggie, or if they at least rescue her, he might end up getting into a situation with Negan that puts his life in jeopardy, if not ended by the season's end. And that that's going to be sad because I like I like Len, but but anybody who watches the show knows a lot of these big name characters don't always make it. And if you there's a photo, you know, it's funny. Yeah, there's a photo floating around on Facebook. Of the original, the cast from the first season, there's barely anybody left from it. Yeah. Uh, so he, he'll probably be seeing another cast. We'll see that list. But, you know, you and I have talked about it off air. You know, Glenn probably doesn't have much time left, uh, especially when you follow the graphic novel. So I think, I think the foreshadowing and the capture is eventually going to lead to his death. I, you know, and another thing that popped into my mind is I think they all go back safely to Alexandria, but I think you're, I think you're right on. Negan, or not Negan, but Glenn is going to try and seek out revenge on Negan for capturing his pregnant wife. That That's what I think. And if they don't rescue them, I think somehow Glenn is going to sacrifice himself to save save the, the baby and, and Maggie. Because Maggie is pregnant, by the way. So, yeah. I that's why I think there's a lot of foreshadowing that Glenn is going to die. But, you know, you never know. It could be Daryl. Uh, Negan could have saw Daryl blowing up that biker gang, but... I don't know. I the the rumor is there was a car back there. I, I can kind of see it, but I can kind of cannot. But the motorcycle, believe it or not, was stolen by Dwight. Now Dwight is uh, Negan's. Uh, uh, what do you call him? The 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 next man on the chain. But he doesn't really like Negan anyway. He's just there. 
Uh, I think when you see him, he had the long blonde hair. When you see him next time, you're probably not going to recognize him because he got into some trouble with uh, Negan. But I'm going to leave that one where it is. I don't know that he's going to show up just yet. But uh, Austin Emilio tweeted, hey, I'm on my way back down to film the season finale. So Dwight's going to come back. He's a critical part of this uh, the comic series as well as the show. And last but not least, the big question everybody keeps asking, and if you've, I've ran into people asking me all the time, where's Negan? Who is Negan? Uh, It's been said countless times, Negan is probably going to be one of the greatest TV villains in the history of my generation of TV. I don't know how I cannot argue that. From whatever in the comics, this dude is vile. He does not care. He, he's pretty much the evilest of evil people that you can think of for, for a comic book as well as TV. I cannot wait to see Jeffrey D. Morgan on TV. They said the, uh, when they shot, like I said, I think I've said before that when they shot his entrance scene, they shot it two different ways. One with the clean language, one where he drops the F-bomb, which I personally think if you're going to introduce that character, drop the F-bomb. Push AMC to its limits. You're you're the one that's drawing the, the money in for this uh, network pretty much right now. So we all saw the people versus OJ. Two F-bombs were dropped. And if you want Negan to drop one, let him drop it. By all means, go ahead and let him drop it. But I think me and you have talked off the air about I really believe that he's going to show up not on the season finale, maybe an episode before or even an episode before that. I think we're going to see him sooner rather than later because I know he's only uh, guaranteed for the finale. Like that's all his internet movie database credits him for. But something tells me that if he they want to bring him early, they, he filmed extra scenes by himself that they can just patch together. So we could still see him just, you know, doing solo before the actual his coming on, but if they film it, this is what I don't understand. If they film it the way they filmed it, I don't think we will see him till the finale. But like I said, I think Scott Gimple says, you know, he's trying to tease it a little bit more than what it should be let on. Yeah, I feel like we are going to tease quite a bit. And you bring up a good point. It's, uh, if you read online, like you had said on the um, <clears throat> IMDb, he's only credited for the finale, but. What I think will most likely happen is if we do see him, it'll be just an episode before. And I thought maybe it'd be, we'd see him two episodes before the finale, but I think it'll be the episode before the finale we'll see him. And if anything, we might see one of those scenes where at the closing, <coughs> um, you see somebody walking out. You don't see their, you don't see much of their back. You just see their legs and they're walking out somewhere or they're standing. And then from when they're standing there, over, he's overlooking, uh, you know, Rick and the rest of the group from somewhere. And then, then you'll end up seeing him in, you know, the, his entire person in the finale of the episode before the finale. I think it's going to be one of those things where you see somebody, but you can't quite see all of them. And it makes you wonder who it is. And then we'll find out it's Negan, which I wouldn't be surprised because I feel like right now with all the hype building up about Negan, the show might try to do something before the finale just to kind of, you know, give their fans something. But on the flip side, The Walking Dead does stay pretty true to what it says. It, you know, when you hear these stories about people, um, you know, being on the show, they have to stay in hiding and uh, they have to make sure that the covers are blown. So when they're on the show, it's kind of a surprise. So I don't know if, if Negan is, you know, going to be there or not before the finale because that's one thing I like about this show is that they kind of keep you on the edge of your seat. You might hear one thing about somebody being on the show or whether they're going to come back and then they come back earlier than expected or make it an earlier appearance. An earlier appearance, and you had just said that uh, the Negan, the person who played Negan filmed some scenes by himself, so it's possible that they bring him on earlier, which, I, which I'm hoping now at this point is just there's so much tension. I feel like they've got to bring him on soon, but if you bring him on in the finale and then the season that way, that'd be pretty cool. I think if you bring him on, you've got to bring him on as what it is in the comics where he approaches with a handful of saviors. And I'm not going to tell you how it happens, but he's with a handful of saviors. It's like I said, I really don't want to spoil anything, but like I said, for those that have not yet 
uh, seen the uh, interview or I guess Jeffrey D. Morgan's on stage talking at some sort of function. If you look it up, uh, it's on YouTube. He was talking about how he was offered the Negan role and it was pretty cool. Dropped a couple of F-bombs in there and you're like, yeah, that's Negan for you. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I, I think the predictions for this week's episode, you know, it's, it's tough to tell because these, if you're going by the comics, I think you're going to see somebody die maybe a not real a character die maybe one or two people die but it's just the way this has been set up this year everything has stuck has stayed true to the comics for the most part but i don't know what's going to happen when because they've kind of jumbled it up a little bit but we'll see i i think somebody's gonna die you may see the form of another character returning that should be dropping a little hints right there. Uh, other than that, I, it's tough to say. that The way that the writers have been doing, they've been keeping me on the edge of my seat. Yeah, they're keeping a lot of people on the edge of their seat. Uh, just incredible uh, writing and directing and acting this season. This, this is probably some of the best Walking Dead episodes we've seen. Um, I gotta be honest with you guys. This is probably the best season on the Walking Dead hands, Walking Dead hands down right now. Just, and it's not even over yet because every episode has just progressively gotten better. And uh, just now with all the tension mounting and, and everyone waiting for Negan to arrive, it's just it, things are gonna things are gonna continue to be crazy on this show. So I'm excited to see what the next few episodes bring before the finale. Yeah, I'm going to try not to think about if Negan's going to show up Sunday because that literally had me at the edge of my seat. Uh, moving forward, there was some breaking news that happened last night in, in the entertainment world, and this was the one that we were talking about uh, in our Facebook chat. Actually, my wife was the one that texted it to me, so props out to her. Uh, I'm going to read this from the uh, Associated Press. Uh, Chum Lee, uh, starring in Pawn Stars, was arrested. Uh, this was, this is the first little two paragraphs from uh, the Associated Press. The man known to millions of cable TV viewers as quote-unquote Chum Lee on the reality show Pawn Stars was being held late Wednesday in a Las Vegas jail following his arrest on felony weapon and drugs charges. Austin Lee Russell, which is his real name of course, at the age of 33 was taken into custody when officers serving a search warrant and a sexual assault investigation found uh, methamphetamines, marijuana, and at least one gun in his southwest Las Vegas home. Uh, that's what the statement says, and it says, and it's kind of tragic. I love, I love Chum Lee on TV, but this is just something, you know, we all see TV characters, and they portray somebody that may or may not be what they are in real life. I know Chum Lee's, and you can tell when you're, if you've ever watched Pawn Stars, something's not right with that dude anyway. But he brings a comedic relief to a, a more like a, I guess you would call it a serious program. But from what I understand, half that show was staged anyway. So it, it just does not say, it came off as a little bit of a surprise. But if you're looking at the character of the guy, you would not seem all that shocked. Yeah, I was, when I, when I first saw an article online last night on Facebook that he'd been arrested, I thought it was a joke because it looked like one of those websites that you see satire articles posted. And then I, and then, so I went on to Google and I, and I searched and I said Chumley arrest and it was everywhere. And when I clicked on the article, I was really honestly shocked. I mean, in today's world, I'm not surprised really very much, but it was just, you know, I've watched the show once in a while. I can't, I really can't stand watching that show because it's just so ridiculous. But, I mean, it was just like, what the heck are you doing, man? It's, you know, and I think that they were also going after him on suspicion of uh, sexual assault, if I'm not mistaken. So he's got a lot of charges coming his way, and he's definitely not going to be on TV anymore. And he's going to be spending some, some uh, time between bars. And, but, you know, at the same time, I mean, Las Vegas can be crazy, and you know you never know who you're going to run into out here. So, you know, I I I I I've met a cop out here, and he told me he has all sorts of crazy stories about arrests he's made, and uh, and so read this, it's like things that he was arrested on suspicion of sexual assault and all these other charges. But in a city, what do you know? You can you can expect just about anything, and 
but I would have never expected Chum Lee. Not that I know him personally, but just you watch him on TV, he just seems like a doofy kind of dude, and he got arrested on drug and weapon charges. It's just that's that's some pretty serious stuff, and that's something that'll put you behind bars for a very, very long time. And if I'm if I'm not mistaken, I believe one of the drugs they found him with was meth. So, yeah, methamphetamines. Yeah, I'm not I'm not exactly sure what what the future is going to hold for him now. He's uh, definitely not going to be on TV ever again for sure. Yeah, I think they may go. You would think that the the DA would try and levy the charges down. From what I understand, he is just being investigated for the sexual assault. Uh, he has not been charged for sexual assault. It was just the drugs and weapons charges they're getting him on now. But if you deal, you know, if you get caught with that, who's the, it's just bad character. I think he's going to get found guilty for sexual assault as well. And that's not saying anything bad about the guy, but if you're, you know, you're, you got guns and drugs in your house and you're doing more than what you shouldn't do, you're probably doing the other thing as well. But we're not going to, we're going to wait until more facts come out before we go out there and blast somebody for not, you know, just say, hey, you did this, you did that. We don't know. So that, that's just what I read was that he is just under investigation for this sexual assault charge. But they are hammering him. They are, they did get him with a drug and uh, guns charge. So moving from the entertainment. Oh, before we move along, <laughs> I actually bought a game. Uh, I got the. I know that you've been playing a lot of Madden lately, and uh, my brother-in-law hooked me up with a uh, Zombie Nation trilogy or something like that. It's our Army Zombie Army trilogy or something. It's supposed to be an old war game based on back when Hitler was around as a zombie, and he created this thing of zombies. I've not yet played it, but read the reviews, so I'm excited to get into that game. I'm gonna, I've got spring break coming up, so I'm gonna have plenty of time to do that as well as uh, spring cleaning. But uh, just want to pass along, you know, there, there was, you know, we try and keep up with the uh, Red Dead Redemption news. Haven't seen anything new, but I just wanted to see where you were, how far along you were in your uh, gaming. Um, well, I just, I play Madden occasionally. Um, I keep hearing a lot of good things about this Tom Clancy game. Uh, I think it's called The Division. I haven't, I haven't checked it out yet, because <clears throat> only the Xbox 360, you don't have the Xbox One. Uh, and then, I'm looking forward to the new Doom game to come out. I've always loved Doom. Uh, always been one of my favorite games, so I'm super excited for them to bring out the new one. Um... And I can't wait to play it once I get my hands on it. Once I get an Xbox One, it's going to be one of the first games I buy for sure. Yeah, that, that was one. He he also had a buddy of his selling Grand Theft Auto Five, but it wasn't. I, it didn't really impress me as much as San Andreas did, which I still think is the greatest Grand Theft Auto game that they had ever created. So I just kind of passed on that one. But my brother-in-law did buy that game, so if I wanted to play it, I could go borrow from him. Uh, so as we move on from the uh, entertainment world back to what our show is about, which is sports, here's the list for, uh, I'm not going to go into the college games. As a matter of fact, it is Thursday morning. A lot of the uh, conference games are on today. So if you love about college basketball, today is your day. Not a lot going on after this. I think the tournament actually, the, the March Madness tournament starts uh, Thursday, Friday next week. So you're going to have games on all day long. Uh, the NBA telecast schedule has been uh, up and available for the national uh, spotlight Friday night heated bulls uh, that's on NBA TV at 8 Eastern uh, Knicks at Clippers follows at 1030 Eastern Standard Time Saturday night Thunder at Spurs 830 Eastern Time on ABC I guess ABC is going back to hey let's put on uh, national games on Saturday nights now with nothing else going on uh, Sunday Cavs at Clippers 430 uh, ABC and followed by Pacers at Hawks at seven on NBA TV. Uh, still not a lot going on with. Uh, I don't know where they come up with these games at. I think the Heat are going to kill the Bulls. I think the Clippers are going to murder the Knicks. I think the Spurs are going to murder the Thunder. You're just looking at a bunch of games that are probably gonna, the most intriguing one. Probably is Sunday afternoon Cavs at Clippers. That may be the most competitive out of out of all of them. Uh, Pacers at Hawks. No interest whatsoever. <laughs> um, I, I like the uh, Thunder Spurs game just because you'll 
being both of those teams in the playoffs. <clears throat> and uh, so, I'll, I'll, you know, that, that'll be a fun game to watch. And then Heat of the Bulls. <clears throat> I think the, the Heat are quietly playing better this year than maybe most people thought that they would, uh, including me. I felt after LeBron was that they would take a step back. But this year, I think they're playing much better than I expected them to be playing. And then, yeah, and those are two games for them. The Cavaliers are the Clippers. I mean, any time that LeBron James is on TV in a basketball game, it's going to be a game that people pay attention to. So those are just some good games there. But if I had to pick one of them to watch, the whole way through would be Thunder Spurs for sure. Mine would actually be Cavs at Clippers. I think you're going to little bit more competitiveness in there but it, it will be interesting to see if the thunder can bounce back because they're talking about them and in, in this downward spiral right now uh ryan will be happy there's a slate full of nhl games on today uh, uh-huh. ryan is one of our co-hosts i had to write them down because uh me being a dallas stars fan we hardly get to watch dallas stars games and if there's nothing else on tv i'll pop them on i'm originally from the dallas area so here's the rundown of national TV games for hockey. Uh, for Friday, it's Blackhawks at Stars on NHL TV at 8 p.m. Uh, Saturday, Rangers at Red Wings at 2 o'clock p.m. on NHL TV and Blues at Stars, NHL TV 9 p.m. I was like, wow, two Stars games on back-to-back days. Something's going on in the in the world that make that happen. Uh Sunday is Penguins at Rangers, 1.30. Maple Leafs at Red Wings, 8.30 on NBC Sports. Uh, the Rangers game is on 1.30 uh, NBC time. Or, sorry, NBC, so it would be obvious that NBC Sports carries the second one. Yeah, so the hockey games, I haven't really watched much hockey this year. I've maybe watched it once in a great while, but I'm looking, I'm, I'm looking forward to the playoffs starting for hockey, it's uh, one of the things that's always kind of made me laugh about hockey is that how late it stays on, how late in the year it gets played, considering it's played inside uh, on an ice rink. So I always thought it was kind of funny how it's played uh, beyond the winter time. So if I had to pick a game to watch uh, this upcoming weekend, uh, there are so many SPF I'd watch. I'd watch the Rangers at the Red Wings. Uh, I've got a lot of friends. That are that are Rangers fans, and I'd probably watch the Penguins at Rangers too. I used to follow the Penguins pretty uh, a lot, but I haven't I haven't watched hockey very much, and I haven't watched it um, to, to to follow a root for a team in some time. But I'll watch the Rangers teams. I'm sure I got a lot of friends back at home that are Rangers fans. Uh, so you know, if they're on, I'll watch them, and I'll I'll you know I'll talk with my buddies about it on the phone about you know the game or something like that, just because. They know I like sports, and I'll watch the games just to kind of, you know, see what their thoughts are on it. Because once the um, NHL playoffs begin, uh, I, I try to see what my friends of all different teams have to say going into the playoffs just to see who might win. And it's, always, it's just fun to follow hockey once in a while. It's a fun sport to watch, and it's a lot of fun to watch in person, too. And the reason I bring that up is that, uh, you know, I've had people, some of my friends ask me, you know, you know do you guys talk about hockey on the show? And I say, yeah, once in a while we do. And... Uh, they said, you know, Peter, if you go watch it in, in person, it's a lot more fun than watching it on TV. And it's true. I, I've watched some of the uh, the minor league teams, semi-professional, I guess they are, they're considered hockey teams. And uh, those games are always fun to go to. So I would highly recommend anyone who wants to watch hockey in person, go do it. Uh, it'll make you a bigger fan of hockey. Yeah, I, I'm, I really watch unless the stars are in the – the Stanley Cup playoffs and it's on TV and there's n- nothing on TV. I'm not really a big hockey fan, so it's kind of like, uh, eh, no, nah, I don't think I'm going to do that one, but I-, I still like the stars. I kind of sort of know who's on the team, but there's just so many other sports I'll enjoy more, so that's just the way that one went down. And last but not least, the other big news for you know those that do listen to the show know about my love for the PGA, uh, the, uh, oh, hold on one second, hold on, sorry, something started playing in my headphones, uh, PGA Tour, they're underway actually right now, there's no leaderboard just yet, they're just getting underway, uh, the Valspar Tournament, 
Actually, they're doing a Pro-Am as well, so it'll be interesting to see. I haven't really read up on that one. I'm going to try and write something uh, pre-tournament this morning, maybe, or later on this afternoon. Uh, defending champion Jordan Spieth won last year, but other than that, there's not really that big of a draw of notable golfers like there was last week. Uh, Patrick Reed, Bram McDowell, and Jason Duffner have all given commitments to this tournament. I think this is what this is the interesting thing about what the PGA does. About once once a month, you'll see a really really decent field of tournament play. I think you saw it last year with the Green Monster, the history down there. A lot of the big names drop out because the younger kids can go out there and play golf every day, but these older guys and the more seasoned veterans they just need their rest. So. You know, it's going to be an interesting tournament because I'll actually like Graham McDowell, Patrick Reed, and Jason Duffner. I think they're all different characters for this event. But there's nothing that would surprise me in the world of golf. Uh, Jordan Spieth has got to catch some fire before going into this Masters tournament. And uh, I think the Masters is like let, just over three weeks away. So, But uh, outside of the Alswar Championship, the name they watch for on tour, and I'm going to call it now, my my pick to win the Masters this year, and I don't know if that's a question tonight, but here's a little hint. It is going to be red-hot Adam Scott. So that's what I got going on in the world of golf. But like I said, if you're not a golf fan, you probably don't want to watch this tournament. <laughs> I um I occasionally will throw golf. Uh, I'll be going over to my girlfriend's grandparents this weekend. So I'm sure that'll that, that'll be on. Uh, I'll, I'll probably throw it on for like, you know, 15 minutes here and there just to kind of check the leaderboard and see who's winning and see who's playing well. Uh, I'm more of a guy that likes to um, play golf than, than watch it. Not that I don't enjoy watching golf. If um, When I was living in Connecticut, I used to watch some of these golf tournaments. That I would do it while I'd be doing my schoolwork and just kind of occasionally you know, glance up and see how golfers are playing. Uh, but when I, was, I used to watch it a lot more when I was younger, and Tiger Woods was winning a lot because I was a big fan of his until that kind of turned me off of Tiger Woods for good. But I'll, I'll watch it this weekend. But I'm, I'm excited for the Masters because the Masters is one of those things where um, I feel like there's people I know that don't even like golf that watch the Masters just because it's the name is the it's you know it's one of the biggest golf tournaments. Not just. A, uh, for the PGA, been in the world, so um, you know we've kind of talked about it on the show, Ricky and I, and and Amos and, and Ryan a little bit too about if Tiger Woods is going to play in the uh, play in the Masters and how well he's going to play. So I wait for the Masters to get here because I'm kind of curious to see how the big name golfers um, do in the Masters. Because once in a while, you know, it's funny when you watch the Masters, right, you can let me know what you think about this. It's not always a big name player that ends up winning these masters, these Grand Slam champion tournaments, or that are in the top three or five. There are surprises from time to time, and you know, do you do you do you think? And I know the Masters is coming up in three weeks. You said, but do you think there are any surprise players that could end up winning the Masters this year that maybe not many people know about? Ooh, that's a tough one to call. I, I think Ricky Fowler's got a shot. Uh, I know he's not known. He won the uh, Players' Championship last year. You know, and believe it or not, I still think Phil Mickelson's got a shot, too. I think Phil Mickelson is right there. He's not like one of the... He's a premier golfer on tour. He gets a big draw name, but a lot of people don't expect much out of him. So he would be a sleeper pick. But I just... Seriously, the way Adam Scott's playing right now, if I was to go to Vegas and make a bet, I would probably take Adam Scott over the field. Adam Scott's putter... For, from going from the long belly, the anchoring belly putter to a short stick and making putts like he's making now, that's scary. That that's that's a transition that does not happen overnight. That's something that he's worked his ass off to do. So I think Adam Scott's probably the hands on favorite. I haven't seen enough out of Roy McEl or Roy McElroy or uh Jordan Speeth to say, hey, this guy can go in there and win it. <clears throat> Another name to look out for, you know, you've got the Jason Duffner, you've got uh, well, Jim Furyk, you could even see somebody, one of, who was a younger gun, I think Jordan Spieth, you know, was the one last year that was a dark horse that won it, but if I was to take one name that most people don't know about, I would probably, oh, that's tough, I'm trying to think of the, the list of names that goes on and on and on, I, I would still probably say uh, 
I'm still going to have to say Adam Scott. And that's just because he's playing so well. The dark horse would obviously be Phil Mickelson. Yeah, I'd like to see Phil win some more Grand Slam. I know it's... Um, now, I, if I'm not mistaken, Richard, if you win all four in a year, it's considered a Grand Slam correct in golf. For the year, yes. Ball? You can have a oh. career game. You can have a career game, Grand Slam and a uh, yearly Grand Slam. So Okay, because I know they use that for tennis. So I was trying to remember if they use that for golf. But I'd like to see Phil Mickelson win another major uh, just because I think he's done so much for golf. He's one of the classiest people who seems like. I, uh, I guess it's kind of a funny story. So when I was living back in Connecticut, I used to golf a lot. Um, I lived down the road from the golf course, and there was one that the high school team I was on for a year uh, played at. I think they still play there, I'm not sure, but I was, I was talking to somebody there. I don't know. Uh, I can't remember his name now. He, uh, he didn't work there. He was somebody that was helping us out practice one day, and I guess he had met Phil Mickelson. He, was, he worked at some pro shop somewhere, and Phil Mickelson came in. And he told me he talked to Phil for a little bit when he was helping Phil out, um, just get some stuff ready for a practice round he was doing or one of the driving races. And he said that Phil was just a really nice guy. I guess he, Phil needed to go in there and get some stuff, not clubs. I think it was, he needed some sort of equipment. And that Phil was just a really, really nice guy. And I feel like whenever you hear stories about Phil, I watch an interview, he seems like he's a really nice down-to-earth kind of person. And uh, I'd like to see him win some more before, uh, before these young these young guys really start taking over the tour. Phil, in my opinion, deserves to win. Um, he just he, he has a lot of class, but the only downside to Phil is that, and Rich, you talked about it on your Facebook chat the other day. It's like when you think he's going to win, he something happens where he just starts playing poorly down the stretch and makes the hitch-crashing decisions. So I'm hoping in the Masters, Phil can hold it together and actually win it because I'd like to see him win more, at least one more uh, major championship before his career is up. Yeah, that 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 last last week's tournament, I think we spoke Monday about it. I was baffled on why he decided to hit and hit his uh, penalty shot off the tee box on the par five, where Dustin Johnson decided to go ahead and hit it in the drop zone. 40 or 50 yards further, he probably could have saved par, wound up, wound up with a bogey, I think it was on 16 or 17, I can't remember what it was, and that basically knocked him out of it, and he had just birdied the hole before, he was actually looking pretty good, so that, that's just, that's golf for you, you make one critical mistake like that, and you learn from it, he's a seasoned veteran, he's going to figure this thing out, but the way he's been playing, he's been right in the mix. So I, I think they were talking about on the Golf Channel the other day saying how close, like, he was right there. I think he's, you know, so close to winning another tournament. So I think it's only a matter of time before we see Phil get one more. I would much rather, honestly, if he didn't win the Masters, I'd much rather see him go for the career grand slam at uh, the U.S. Open in June. So that that's just how I feel about the entire situation. Uh so before we get out of here, uh, news articles of the week. Uh, what's yours? So mine, um, I don't want to be depressing on this show, but anybody who's been following the D-Strong movement, um, this this little boy from the town next to where I spend most of he they stopped his cancer treatments earlier in the year. And uh, he wanted to be famous. That's what he wanted to do before he passed away. And his movement took over the whole world. And so many people were inspired by his courage. A uh, young kid. Uh, he finally passed away, I believe, yes, either yesterday or the day before. Because um, I woke up yesterday morning, there was articles surfacing. But I believe the night before was when it happened. Um, but it's just really sad. And he, he touched a lot of people. And... Uh, the, the people of that town of Westerly, and, and growing up next to that town most of my life, and knowing the people that well, there's a very strong and resilient town. Uh, I've got nothing but love for the people of that town, and and especially for for that you know uh, that young boy and his family and friends. It's just it's unfortunate, but he inspired so many people around the world. It's, I wanted to share it, and uh, if anybody who hasn't doesn't know much about it. Um, read up on the D-Strong movement. Read about what it's about. It's uh, very, very... How are we moving to make 
you know, it helped the little boy out, and he met a lot. Of, he met Rob Gronkowski. He met, uh, I think, he might have met another, maybe another famous athlete, but I know he met Gronkowski. And uh, there was photos all around the world of people holding up signs saying we're too strong because everyone wanted this kid to know how special he was. And it's unfortunate what happened, and I, I'm just glad that uh, that he got what he wished for before he passed away. And and how many people were touched by by his uh, by his wishes. And uh, I wish his family nothing but the best right now at this time. And it's just it's it's unfortunate, and I hope that his family can uh, heal quick. But things like this are tough, and I'll be thinking of them for a while for sure. Yeah, I didn't know nothing about that until you mentioned it. But now that I think about, it, I remember Rob Gronkowski tweeting about that kid, uh, like he said the other day. So it is obviously sad. My my story, you know, and you probably won the story, the, the news article of the week with that one because that is a very, very touching and emotional story to go forward from. And, you know, I, I don't know what it's like to lose a kid, well, other than the miscarriages that we've had over the course of our marriage. But, you know, I, I can only imagine, I can't even begin to imagine what it's like if you you lose a kid if for, for a disease like that. Uh Best way, you know, my prayers and thoughts go out to that little boy's family. Uh, my news article of the week came off a little bit interesting. I, I just looked this up this morning, actually, when I was working on the production for this uh, show. Red Amazon is actually in the uh, in contract negotiations to purchase 20 cargo planes to reduce their shipping for their Prime users and whatnot. So they're trying to reduce shipping costs by purchasing 20 cargo planes to transport all the packaging material. Huge news for Amazon. Now they don't have to pay the extra, you know, they're, they're going to save some money out of this one. I, I think that's what it boils down to. A lot of the shipping prices that you see online are getting ridiculously high. Luckily, I got my my golf clubs. If I was to buy those without free shipping through eBay, I would have probably paid twenty something dollars in shipping alone. Because you're looking at the side. They believe it or not, the shipping, from what I understand, what I was told at the UPS store here in town was the shipping fees come from the size and the dimensions of the box, not necessarily the weight. The bigger the box, the more cost it is to ship. So. Amazon's going to, pro- like I said, they're going to save a ton of money by being able to uh, transport the packages to certain hubs on their own now. Hmm. Well, that's different, but I like the idea, I guess. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw that and I was like, what? I, saw- I thought they were in the process of, like, transporting passenger planes. Because, you know, like Virgin, uh, or the Virgin stores or whatever, you can fly Virgin Airlines now. And that's what my parents fly when they go out visit my brother in California. Apparently it's re- relatively cheap. And so <laughs> I just thought it was interesting that they're in the, the market to purchase 20 cargo planes to help ship packages. I was like, hmm, you start with 20, you can boom it up. And then next thing you know, you're going to be in contract with everything else. Uh, yeah, on oh, the oh, no, Virgin Airlines, that's a that's a great airline to fly, and I hear nothing but good things about it. So it's funny you brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> so before we get out of here, what are your closing thoughts for the weekend? Oh, I'm just looking forward to um, keeping up to date on the agency and spending some time with my girlfriend and her grandparents this weekend. Um, we're thinking about going to Death Valley on Saturday. There, um, it's supposed to be some really pretty views right now with. Uh, over there, and it's about a two-hour ride from here, so we make it a day trip. So, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this weekend. I'm spending uh, time with my girlfriend. You know, we live together, go and do some stuff, see your grandparents, and hopefully try to get, try to get over to Death Valley uh, to go see some really nice sights. And if I do well, I'll throw some of the photos up for Instagram and our Facebook page, so people who don't know what Death Valley looks like uh, can get a glimpse of what it looks like this time of the year. And for me, I'm hoping and praying that these golf clubs come in early because I really want to get to the range to hit them. Because if I can start hitting them, I can start actually playing golf. But I'm going to commit most of my uh, spring and summer and fall to practice more than playing. I really want to get my uh, my handicap down another seven or eight strokes this summer like I did last summer. It was interesting because when I went and played, uh, first time I went and played the, the par 72 courses, I uh, went down to down the road in a town called Moyoc, and it's $15 for 18 holes with a card. It's at uh, Eagle Creek. 
yeah, I'm promoting Eagle Creek right now, and that's only on Monday. So we went down there Monday, and I think I shot like a 113. Uh, went down there last summer. No, I'm sorry, it was a 118. And then last year we went back down there. I think I played that course twice that first year, two or three times maybe, and I shot like horribly. Went down there last summer after more playing and progressing, shot a 103. So we'll hopefully we'll get it down into the 90s this year. Uh, outside of that, like you said, I'm really interested on who the Patriots are going to get. We've missed out on almost all, all the free agents except for Mohamed Sanu, and I know a lot of the blogs are talking we need a wide receiver. I also try and tell them, I said, you still have Anquan Bolden, Andre Johnson, Roddy White, and one name that uh, just slipped my mind until this morning, Marquez Colston, is still available out there. So it's not like we may not get a younger wide receiver, but at, that, at the same time, it's like, why do you need a younger wide receiver with an aging quarterback? So I so said, you might as well take a a wide receiver that wants to play for a championship. So uh, Saturday, maybe Sunday afternoon, just watch some golf. Other than that, not a, a lot of really big plans. Most, I have not found out if I've got a test on Friday or not. If the test is canceled and delayed until after spring break, I'm on spring break. So other than that, I have no plans on going to class uh, tomorrow. So other than that, that's all we got, I think, unless you got anything else to add. Yeah, I was looking forward to a weekend. It's almost here, so can't wait. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to spring break. Oh, and we're hopefully, we'll, I'm trying to watch as much Walking Dead with the wife to get her caught up. So, because she was worried about not being able to get caught up on the finale before the finale, and I said, uh, "You still got a month left. I think next week we can probably hammer out the rest of the Walking Dead once spring break officially starts." So, but anyway, that's all the time we got got for you. Uh, tune in. Uh, Thursday night, which is tonight, but I'm just saying Thursday, or no, I'm sorry, uh, tune in Monday night for the, uh, weekend recap show, same programs as usual, guys, uh, if there's any breaking news <clears throat> in the NFL that's huge, I will get the guys to, uh, to let everyone out, or let, let them break it on the show tonight, anyway, we were out of here, everyone have a great weekend, and we will see you next Friday. See you then. Thanks for listening to the Free Parking Show. To hear the boys live, tune in every weeknight at 9 p.m. Eastern 